Welcome to the J2 Hub podcast, where we focus on everything from property development, hot entrepreneurially business topics, and real-life scenarios facing business owners just like you and I. Brought to you by James Sahota, we bring you exciting real-life property, business and entrepreneurially related hot topics, and that little bit more. So welcome to another episode of the J2 Hub podcast. I'm super excited today because I'm joined by um, a chap that I've known for a long time. I've known this guy outside of the whole property game. Um, we've known each other through a field that we were we were linked to uh, going back many years now. And uh, that field was quite exciting, actually, for both of us. It, was, uh, it had its uh, extreme ups and I know it had its extreme lows for both of us in different ways. Um, I met this guy through that field and you know we became we became really really good friends and uh we just we just hit it off the first time we met at one of these uh uh signed conventions and uh we've been friends ever since so for those of you who don't know this guy I'd be very very surprised if you don't know this chap I think everybody on the scene knows him um I'm very very happy to have Mike Hasparis on the J2 Hub podcast and the first time I've used Zoom to do this so welcome mike hey buddy welcome thank you i really appreciate that um wow what an introduction uh <laughs> what can i say and it's mad um i find myself in my bedroom at the moment because my kids are downstairs making a right crazy noise so this is the real life of uh, of the entrepreneur uh but yeah as you said we go back absolute years now um in the sign and print trade and uh some crazy times. I mean, a lot of people don't realise, uh, you know, how much people go through different lives almost, don't we? Mm -hmm. uh, like, I, I lived in many different lives. I used to work at the BBC doing websites and marketing and so on, and then moved through, uh, leaving the BBC, set up my own company, Arctic Signs, which is the print and design and sign writing. Um, and where I met you, actually, uh, we used to uh, you know, meet up at the sign conventions and expos and stuff. And yeah, made, made a great, friendship and it's been me many years so yeah, i used to do all the print stuff the roller banners and that still do it for people if they need it um and and design as well as the marketing so i, I just focus on the marketing recently so that's that's where i am but yeah man thank you for the uh thank you for the introduction yeah no worries mike before we get into it let me just ask you quickly how would you compare the sign trade to the property game what was it like for you when you were Ooh. in the signage game and how would you compare that to to where you are now you know what? I, I love the sign trade. Um, you know, it was always, it was never just because, like I said, I did marketing and, and, and design within it. So it was always, I tried to do too much though, because I had embroidery machines, CNC machines, printers. Um, I was the designer. I was the bloody marketer. You know, it was like I did too much for someone starting off on his own, pretty much. Um, and it got overwhelming for me, but I loved it. I must admit, I'm quite geeky with all that sort of stuff. I know you did as well. You used to get these huge printers, like <laughs> 100 grand printers, literally. I mean, uh, you really built your business up extremely massively, uh, supplying a lot of big companies. And, um, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's amazing what you did. Uh, and uh, I know, like you, it was hard letting go yeah. of that business. But there was something for me that I realized um, I, well, my son was made severely disabled. Um, we'll get into that later. But for me, it was it was like I started realizing 
there's creativity and passion and love for something, but then there's stupidity in following it mm-hmm. when you're just chasing your tail. And what I mean by that, yes, it can be profitable, but it really was the kind of business, I don't know if this was for you, you really are, if you want to really make it grow, you really are stuck in it. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, think like, I... There's no way out, literally. You're really right in it. Even if you're right at the top as a manager like we were, mm-hmm. uh, as, as directors even, yeah. you know, it's if you've got to man the lot. And I like like you, we were very hands on, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like you say, it, kind of my business just grew from a little bedroom, and then uh, just before we we went into liquidate, well, voluntary liquidation, almost two years ago, it was colossal. We we're in a huge warehouse, like you said. We had machines worth half a million pounds, and there'd be times when I'd walk around the factory at the end of the night, and I'm thinking, how the hell did this happen? This business was only ever supposed to be about earning an extra revenue stream. And, you yeah. know, before you know it, you're serving people like Red Bull. You've got the colleges on your book. You've got universities on your book. And you're thinking, I had a tiny A3 printer and all I wanted to do was just sell some prints. Now I've got colossal five-meter machines that need feeding. And, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking... It wasn't cheap, was it? No, just the maintenance it, alone it, it, wasn't cheap. It, it wasn't cheap. I look back now and I say to my wife, I needed to earn somewhere in the region of seventy to £80,000 before I took a penny for myself. And that was every single month. So yeah. I was I was constantly under pressure. And but you, you, were, you were doing that. That's my point. It's yeah. like this is the catch with these sort of businesses. Like on paper, you can feel you're doing amazing. You are doing amazing on paper. Mm. But when, when, when you um, stop, and, re- and, and I, say, I say this for any business, that sometimes like, there is scaling, right? Yeah. But um, you see it even in property, actually. There is scaling, and then there's then there's like drowning in your scale. Yeah, and you yeah. see people where they're like they'll even promote, you know, how to promote and grow a business. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and they're, they're drowning in it. You can see they're drowning in it because they can't let go. They yeah. built this this they built this beast literally. They can't stop now. And they're that- constantly on on the internet. They can't stop. They literally cannot stop. And at the end of the day, you know, I've had my own scares recently. And, and I, you know, obviously my son was made severely disabled and I find myself getting back into that sort of like whirlwind of, of chasing your tail, chasing your tail, even in a better business model, which allowed you more freedom, really. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm like, what what the F am I doing? Yeah. You know, it's crazy because at the end of the day, you know, we're not going to take it with us. Mm-hmm. You got you to breathe. You can't get stressed. It's, it's dangerous to grow too fast. It's great to grow fast, don't get me wrong, and it's brilliant when people have these, you know, amazing stories where they've gotten so far, you know, they've grown so fast. But it could be just taken off you in it's one one small thing, one small uh, lender, you know, taking that's just changing their mind on your on your loan. It could just in any business, quite frankly. Yeah. Um it's scary when you think about it. It's like our game when it, it was great when it was great, but people don't understand that I'm going to talk about the liquidation and the whole side of the business going down in another podcast. But just to briefly touch on it, when the day we went into liquidation, we had over £100,000 sitting in the bank account. And even at that point, I was shaking in my boots thinking, we're not going to pull through. I'm not going to pull through even with that six figures sitting in the bank and a £50,000 overdraft. And people are like, yeah. I look at it back, look back now, and people are like, James, you had that kind of money and you were still in trouble. And I said, yeah, because we grew it to a massive beast. And 
I don't claim to be no expert. It just, I think being a people person, being able to go out there and speak to people, get big contracts on board, it just, it grew into this monster that was just out of control. You were, you were very, very uh, personable. And and there were people out there who were just like, you see it in the print game now. There's some like moody bastards out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they just don't know how to connect with people. Or they're friendly, but they're just rude in business, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you know they're friendly on the on the on taking the order, but you know they're just rude in business or don't 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 deliver um, as such. But the but the crazy thing is, you do grow without realizing. I remember doing exactly the same thing, starting off with a small printer, then going to a plotter, yeah. then going to a really big Roland printer, which was like thirty thousand pounds, and then buying a CNC machine, and then buying a bloody um, embroidery machine. I didn't freaking need that. You know what I mean? I've actually still got some bits left, you know. I've still got a heat press, sublimation machine, you know, got a, a vinyl cutter, in dust. Um, it's crazy. But, you know, I love doing it. I love, love doing it because I'm, I'm a creative. I, I love doing it. I love, you know, going in, designing, and then seeing it come out, you know, literally physically come out. But my problem was... I never, ever really wanted to give up the helm. Yeah. So I was at the stage where I could have, I mean, Arctic Science is still on the Facebook page with like five-star reviews, literally nonstop. And I wasn't even promoting it. I wasn't doing the marketing for my own business because I had word of mouth, um, you know, like the recommendations. I was getting business that way. But my problem was I didn't want to employ people. Yeah. I thought I could do it myself everything myself you know I did, you know it was a nightmare though i was drowning in it then employing people i remember actually phoning you up do you remember we we're talking about employing someone yeah, yeah. And, and it was like yeah it was it was like what you mad like i was running what most people would have five people running yeah without people manning a cnc machine like you did they'll have someone that knows the uh, embroidery machine you know they'll have someone to do all the plotters and the printer repairs and maintenance i was doing all the repairs and maintenance I don't know how to fix printers. In fact, that was quite lucrative, actually, buying printers and fixing them. But but the reality was um, I was drowning in it So because I was like, I wanted to do it all in one go, and I didn't want to give it up. The, you know, I didn't want to give it up. And like for yourself, you had this a different mindset where you're like a, a little bit further down the lane where you're like, right, let's grow this. Mm-hmm. And you grew really big. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Sometimes I think, Maybe if, if like, say, for instance, me, you were a team, would like, then, like, you know, like people we know that work quite good together. Yeah. So we probably could tame it a little bit, make it work. One was one way, and one was another way. Um, but yeah, it was quite, quite an interesting, you know, few years of my life. Put it that way. Uh, I loved it as much as it did my head in. Um, I did love it. But then I could say the same for property. There's a lot of um, there's different types of negatives in property um and you see it in all sorts of levels in people yeah. whether it be trainers or or fake people like dodgy sources or whatever maybe whatever people ripping people off or it could be literally in the delivery of a product or service etc mm-hmm. um so it's it's quite scary to feel that there is so much on with big money uh, at stake in, in in the world of property because it's obviously you can't do it with like little money really um, if you're if you're moving ahead to scale but with printing you had something you know there yeah you know 
whilst you're growing. If that, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, like so for instance, if you did a course, you are, for instance, this is, if you did a course, a lot of courses start a certain, you know, certain numbers and they go quite big. Um, but you don't know what you're going to get really, you know. But if you buy a printer, whether it's a cheap printer, and then you scale up, you've got the printer. Mm. You, you, you know, it's like you are the creator for, you know, for what you create with the printer uh but you've got that now you can argue with the education you get that but you don't get that up front you get that near the end if you're lucky if it's a good training yeah. you get that during or near the end but do you see what i'm saying it's a different thing and i've gone through certain trainings as well where i thought mm, you know i want to say more but i thought mm, it's not all that there's some like major nlp manipulation going on there um and um and I've seen people blow loads and lose loads. And and yet, you know, I'm not knocking it because I, I truly believe in it. I really believe in it. I've got metal and I truly believe in it. But there are some situations where you think, hmm, yeah, I can see how people can get really screwed over here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you, I know you've said similar. Um, it's like people do know it there. Um, but it's, it's you just got to be careful. It's got to be very careful. Yeah. Now, that's that's pretty much the topic I wanted to talk about this evening was actually looking at training, education, especially with stuff that's been in the news recently and over social media. Um, I've I've never been on a property training course ever. Most of my information has been sourced from books or, you know, information that's widely available out there. I've been to a couple of these free days where they've had these, uh, you know, intro days, taster days and I've never lasted more than, say, an hour in that room because you you feel it straight away. You feel that presence of someone just they're just trying to squash you and just get you mm. to buy something. And and, it, and it's almost quite a it's it's a little bit like you say it's fake and it's just like this guy's talking about this and talking about that. And when I've gone away and done my research on certain people, you're like, hold on a second, this guy's portraying this. He's got this image on social, but his company's making massive losses. He doesn't even own the house he lives in. And but he's trying to teach you how to become this big, you know, mogul in property. What's yeah. your opinions on training, Mike? Do you know what? I'll be honest with you. Um, I really believe in training. Mm. Um, I truly think it's important for some people, and I'll tell you why. Because I've been there, and when my son was made disabled, literally, I knew I wanted to go in property, but I, I was vulnerable. Right. Mm-hmm. So I had a pain, which is what a lot of these trainings pick on. Right. They pick on your pain. Um, and, and I got hooked in on it. Right. But it was my choice. Yeah. Right. And I, I needed that support, actually. Whether the training was good or not. And it was good, to be fair. I needed it. I needed it at that stage of my life. Um, but the problem is, and I do marketing funnels, it's the funnel. And it's how they rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, push you through different, you know, uh, and then, and, and, and this is where things can get dangerous or you don't feel fulfilled from one. So you go to another and then you don't feel fulfilled from that one because you go to another or they leave bits out. Um, yeah. so you go to another trick. That's where money can go. And I saw a lot of people do that. A lot of people, I'm, I'm quite, I, I am quite the sort of person that enjoys, uh, connecting and enjoys going to networking events when I can. I haven't been for many months properly. Uh, just set up our own called Unlimited Property with Cal Condola, yeah, Ian Morton, that. and Aaron Yahaha. 
Uh, I hope I said that right. Um, and um, and and the reality is for me, I just um, I just found that I, I'm number one. I care if I start. I'm a consultant. I do stuff. You know, I work with you. Uh, work, you know, I'm doing your marketing stuff um, and other uh, people's. And uh, and, the, and the reality is that uh, it takes a lot of energy to do this, mm-hmm. to go out there all the time uh, and to push yourself out there constantly and to do that and learn what you're doing and be pro, you know proactive and sourcing property and stuff like that you know once you've got a property you know you refurbished it you've done one recently yeah um it's like the last thing in your mind is oh i must go to that networking event you just want to get on do the bloody job that's it and you just yeah. want yeah. to make sure that the you know the builders are not screwing you over or something the last thing in your mind is that um but you do I truly think the true test and the true, true learning comes from doing. It's as simple as that. It's good to get a bit of education here and there, um, but no educator can teach you what you're going to go through because every person's circumstance could be different. Yeah. You know, I didn't get no training on contamination. I got contamination. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, I like, you know, that. And we had to deal with that. And I had builders walking off, off, you know, there was no training on builders like being complete. you know and just walking off site um and then just doing taking on loads of other projects with other people like you know it was an absolute nightmare um but i got i got through it and the point is you just produce things so no training can tell you that and i i wouldn't expect the training to teach you that because it really is it is individual and it can happen it can be different any point so I do believe in training. I think it's really important, but I do believe you need to put your brakes on yourself because you can get stuck in a whirlwind of people's, you know, sales and stuff. Um, you've got to come to a point where you've got to consume if you need it. And I felt like I needed it because I needed a support structure. Yeah. Bear in mind, I'm at home with my disabled son. It's early days. Uh, I'm thinking, shit, what am I going to do for uh, income generating? I can't do what I was doing before too too intensive. Uh, it was all on me. Uh, mind you, that was me, my own creation because, like I said, with the business, I created it that way. Um, and then I was looking at other forms that would allow that uh, sort of a bit more freedom. And I was looking at there was all uh, – back then, the, the words were passive income oh, yeah. and all that kind of stuff in property. And there is elements of it. I truly believe, um, you know, when people ask me, I'll be honest, I say, look, there's there's – you can say there's passive income, but it's elements of it. or It's pockets of passive income. You know, you're always micromanaging no matter what. You know, you have a uh, letting agency. You're all, you know, you're always going to be inundated with stuff that's going on. You've got to deal with it. Do you know what I mean? So you're always managing it to some degree, no matter how much you, you – there is a way to become pretty passive, but that takes a long time. And that, put, that takes a lot of money as well because you've got to place people – like managers above managers almost, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And be truly, 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 you know, right up there at the top. Mm-hmm. And even a lot of these people go back into it because they see their businesses sort of like a fracture and start falling apart because they're not in it. And these people are taking a bit of money more, more money this way. Someone's not running it like this. They should be, you know, someone's, you know, things get lost in those sorts, those kind of like big beast of a set setup. No matter how much, because I talk teach automation as well, marketing automation, but also automation for businesses. And no matter how much automation you do, you've got to keep an eye on stuff. 
you've got to go back in it. And like, like I would love to like be the, one of those bullshitters um, and, and make money saying, yeah, this is how you automate <laughs> your life and make passive income. But that's not me. You yeah. know, um, and I would never, never, never be comfortable with that. It's not, uh, you know, integrity is a key thing for me. Um, so, yes, you can automate your life. You can get yourself set up to a point where you can make life a little bit easier. But believe me, I am still massively stressed. Um, and I am always micromanaging. And, you know, like things change. You know, they constantly change. Like, I mean, I'm selling some HMOs now to to flip, like, to other strategies as well. So it's like things will always change, always change. And the reason why I'm doing that is to keep them closer to home. Why? They weren't massively far, about an hour and a half. Mm. But why? Because I want to be closer to them. I want them I want them to be closer to me even, you know, so I can really keep an eye on it. When you get a huge bill for something really minute that you know you could have gone in for five minutes and fixed with 10 quid, you know, and you're massively busy and you can't, you know, you know that's a three-hour trip and you haven't got all the bits there and you don't know whether locals, you know what I mean, uh, stores locally because it takes a trip to go locally to get the bits. You, you know, it's just it's just so much easier if things are nearer to you, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, of I course. Mean, yeah, you can manage them better, can't you? Definitely, definitely. Just going back to this whole training course, do you think these courses sell people a fake dream? Do you think they look at them and think, Oh, yeah, of oh, course man, they do. I'm, yeah, I'm, they know I'm, it as well. The ones that say they don't, full of shit. Um, they could do. But there's a lot of courses out there that want to help people as well. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with selling a dream. You know, when people do affirmations or they watch a YouTube video and they want to enhance their lives and they want that nicer car, you know, they're selling themselves a nice dream. Mm. You know? And and they're seeking YouTube videos and, you know, uh, role models to, to give them that. So if, if a property trainer gives them that, then so be it. You know, where the danger comes in is where the, uh, they start with manipulations used or people's pains are used uh, excessively. You know, it's good to use a pain. I used the pain for myself. My son was my wife. My yeah. son was my wife for me to get started in property. So, you know, that's like rocket fuel. You know, that really helps. So when a trainer or mentor uses that, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know, if it helps you get up your ass and stops you procrastinating, I think it's really, really important. We do know uh, recently there's some stuff in the news about, um, you know, property trainers and so on. And I'm, I'm, I'll be one of the rare people that, as much as I I, I, I agree with everything that people say, I'm not going to sit there and blame this particular person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I tell you why, because I've not been on his courses. Number two, when I've met him, he seems decent. Yeah. yeah? He, he might have a Marmite personality between different people, you know. But I've not been on his courses. I can't vouch for it. Yeah. And yet I know that these people, when they get a little bit successful, people will jump straight on their back. They'll jump straight on their back. Now, that doesn't mean I don't agree with a lot of what people are saying, you know, about, these kind of things and the manipulation they've gone. Um, I disagree with the way people stone people to death, you know, uh, literally at, 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 at hearsay and not knowing the full true facts. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, and the thing is, no one, no, the thing is, even if you think you know the full track, full, um, full facts, you don't know. No one knows. Like this particular person, 
um, recently, unfortunately, and it's really sad, lost his, his life, and that, that's terrible. Um, but we don't know the full story. Some people said he barely had any education in it, didn't give it long enough, he had mental health issues, etc. To throw that on a trainer, yeah, it, you, you, you know, whatever you think about him, that could have been anyone, you know, that's gotten to that level where he is, he is almost... He is a pawn of his his, his own training uh, through other people's training as well. He did training before, yeah. you know, and it's helped him in his growth. So I'm not saying, oh, poor him. I'm saying poor all of them. Mm. You know, maybe there are people that are truly out there to be true predators and don't give a flying F. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't think, I really don't think, as much as there's assholes out there, I don't think um, anyone's, out there for someone to, you know, to commit harm. Yeah. Uh, uh, but some of these people on social media are really kind of like, you know, they're almost, they're almost making it sound like, you know, he's deliberately trying to kill people. I mean, it sounds pathetic, but some people are actually, you know, sounding that way. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it, that's a bit too far because they become that sort that they're mocking or knocking, you know. So let's just say this person does something to himself. Well, they're just, they've just done the same bloody thing that they're accusing him of doing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And, and yet his uh, incentive might have been, you know, to help people learn and grow and also make some money off it, you know, and there's a, there's a, there's a big thing where people are ashamed of making money. And I, I'm one of them, you know, I'm one of them. I don't mm-hmm. promote myself. I don't show myself out there. I don't go out there, like you know, I, but I know I should. Yeah, I get it through traction marketing. People come to me, word of mouth, that kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's it, it, it's stupid of me, though. You know, that's a mindset block of me. Yeah. You know, I'm a marketer, happy to help others. But not help But yourself. I don't help myself. <laughs> so these people literally, uh, you know, are people that I should look up to to some degree yeah. and learn something from, right? But take the bits that fit me and my personality not the bits the suit that, that, that they're doing. I don't want to be them. I really do not want to be them. That's a fact. I see them constantly, constantly, constantly chasing their tail. And, 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 and many of them will end up really, 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 really lost and sad and not fulfilled. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a balance in life. You have to have a freaking balance. And, and growing your business, you know, yeah, do Gary Vee be on every flipping social media a thousand times. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I teach all this stuff about social media and that, but I always say tip to people, book out your time with your family first. Yeah. Book out the time that you need for yourselves first. Book out your hobbies first. Then everything else business-wise is not, it's not a chore. Mm. That's, 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 you know, that becomes all more, more social. You know, your business becomes more social. If you're booking out the family time and things that should fulfill you and the times for yourself, it could, you could be, mate, you might not even be the sort that likes, has a hobby. But let's just say you started painting, for instance, on Tuesday mornings, you know, at a paint club. Or, you know, I'll tell you what, it's strange, but I've kind of started enjoying cutting the grass. Yeah. yeah you know, it's a good thing to yourself. You cut the grass, you get, you get have a lot of, it's quite relaxing, actually. Mm-hmm. Where before I wouldn't have, been that way 
Mate, but you, actually you've got older. quite a lot of grass to cut as well, there, haven't you? I've got yeah, it's a bit big, isn't it? It's a bit big. That's why I've got a ride on mower. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit too big to be fair. Yeah, but um, but it's really therapeutic in many ways. But um, like I said, it like I really enjoy that. I enjoy being with my kids when I can. Yeah, yet I know I need to put effort in the business. So if I plug those bits in first. And put them in my my um, life calendar, I like to call it. Yeah. People have content calendars. You got your life calendar. Mm-hmm. Put it in your life calendar and your content calendar, which is what you should be distributing out with business and you know content marketing, and like have them merged so they can't cross over each other. And then you've got a bit more of a balanced life, mm. you know. Um, but the thing is, when you scale up like these trainers, like massively scale up, there's just no life. You know. Yeah, they got loads of money. And you know, but they are working their asses off as well. Yeah, you know, I think and, that, and many that... of them can to take a lot of time out. And don't get me wrong, and they employ other people. It tends to be students that have just passed. They employ them, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I don't know. You know, could could make people question. You know, uh, have they got the authority to train? You know, but again, I've never knocked that either because I think you know it depends what what they're training. I guess um, I think it's good. I think the way to become a leader is by training and learning mm-hmm. um, and by leading because um, if you don't do that, you never know what a leader is, mm. you know, and that's what everyone's trying to do in their business. They're trying to grow and, you know, and, and lead their business forward. Yeah. I mean, like, like I was saying to you before, I've not been, I'm not a massive fan of the courses, but I do have, I do have business coaching myself. Now business coaching, I feel is totally different from yeah. property coaching. Now it's weird because, Soon as my business went into liquidation and it fell, I actually went and got myself some business coaching. And I should have got <laughs> I'd done it the wrong way around. I should have got business coaching before, you know. And I spent an hour on a taste today with this business coach, and he's come highly recommended. A lot of our friends and associates have used him. I spent an hour with him and he turned around to me after about forty minutes and he said, James, why do you look so emotional? I said, Because Within 40 minutes, you've just identified every single thing that went wrong in my business. And I think, had I'd come to you six months ago or a year ago, yeah, you know, it would have been a totally different place. So I think there's a there's a fine line between someone who's selling you a course and a dream and someone who's selling you a real, real structured business training, business mentoring. Yeah, very true. For, uh, funny enough, I've gone through the same journey as well. Um, and my, my, my ones now, I don't do like, you know, training for like, you know, any like property stuff like that. I haven't done for years. The, the only one I did was like, you know, when I first started in property and you're right, the people that I have now are mentors as in business coach mentors, um, not property, but they have got property experience. So you can ask the questions and stuff like that yep. for that, but they have got, you know, other experience. But the point is, um, you know, you, you sometimes feel you don't need a mentor. So whilst you're growing your business and you look back and you think, there was me with my A3 printer and now look at me with my millions of pounds of, of, of equipment. Um, why do I need a coach? Why do I need a mentor? Mm. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and in your mind, fair enough. At the same time, if you knew how much you could actually automate and simplify and, and, and literally, you know, get clear on, with where you're going forward, 
and where you could cut back and on, you know, all the other intricacies you need to know. Um, you know, life would have been even more, you know, productive. And, yeah. and you would have probably not got yourself in that situation. But that said, no one knows. And, you, and it's not worth looking back on. You just got to take it, it, it. You know, look, you went through that. And I remember you calling up and, and me and you stayed buddies through it. And you had a lot of people uh, that pull away. And, yeah. and this is the reality of this shit. It's like, you know, it's cool when you're making loads of money. People want to want, you know, the people want to be near you. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when, you know, when the shit hits the fan, unfortunately you realize who your true friends are. And I actually found that with my son as well, being made disabled. Mm-hmm. You know, I saw differences in, 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 in family and friends, you know, and it's, it, it's a, that, that hurts just as much as seeing my son disabled. Yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? It's like, what the, f- you know, and I know we had conversations um, like back then, a few years back. And it was like, you know, I remember you saying, Mike, I can't, you know, I really appreciate you as a friend still having you, you know, to talk like this. And yeah. it was like, and I'm like, why? You're still a fucking decent dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the reality. But you had people that you thought were close and they, they, they weren't as close as you'd like them to be because they kind of disappeared a bit, yeah. which is the reality of this world, unfortunately. And these, a lot of these people in the property world will probably find the same thing. You know, there's a lot of arse kissing and pedal stalling on, on, on people. And I see, see it all the time in the property world. Um, and you know, many of these people, if they lost everything, you know, they'd turn, you know, these friends would turn. Mm-hmm. That's my guess. Anyway, you see it now, something happens and they'll turn. Um, like, like I, I, this situation is where I could have said, you know what? I did training with this particular person. People are throwing shit at that person right now. Yeah, I'm going to jump on it and try and get my money back. But it's just not how I work. Yeah. You know, I think there's lessons in everything. And um, and I, I do really feel that I've learned a lot through going through what I've gone through, mm. even the bad. Now, there are a couple of other people, you know, uh, that are very dodgy and very <laughs> corrupt. And they, they, they weed themselves into the property worlds. And, you know, they, they, make, they call themselves the champions of, you know, of everything else. I won't say the word. But they're champions of their, their skill, literally. And these guys are, are, are very manipulative and bullies. Yeah. Right? And there's people like that that... I know for a fact from loads of people that I know have been truly, uh, uh, you know, used and abused by them, literally, or bullied, you know, taken for a ride, you know, and that's more of a different career than property, but they've, they've, they weasel them way in, you know, and they start helping property people in their, you know, their businesses. And I thought, what the hell do they know about all this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they're trying to, you know, come in a different angle. Now, the thing is, that's dangerous, and then there's other people that, are, you know, sources are a big one. Sources, you get, you know, people coming in claiming to be the biggest sources on the planet and their lives are full of fakeness, complete fakeness. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if someone's got one property or none or thousands. You know, it doesn't matter because, you know, the reality is you can have five, eight, nine, sell three, uh, lose two, you know, uh, invest in different things and one other thing. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean shit, really. No, no, it doesn't doesn't mean anything because there's like multiple streams of income. Number one, 
Number two, you don't know what these people go through. Um, so I don't really always look at that. You know, when people say, I'll just look at Samuel, Samuel Leeds as a particular person recently, and they'll say, oh, does he really own the castle and this kind of thing? Um, now, reality is, I don't care. The guy's doing what he's doing, and he's successful at it. He does it on, on video as well. Yeah, He shows it. These people are real. So why people come and jump on his back? Um, he's actually giving value to a lot of people. Many people might not get the value, but that doesn't make him the, the person doesn't give value. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and like, like I said, I'm not here to defend anyone. You know, it's uh, you know, it, but I'm not going to be bullied into having my not to giving my view. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I tell you why. I mean, in many ways, what happened with this particular person. Um, uh, uh, James is like this guy went to this course, spent a lot of money that he didn't have. Now, I don't know the processes of the sale and all this kind of thing, but I know it wasn't that long after that, you know, unfortunately he took his own life. But one thing I could say, I've actually suffered EMDR, PTSD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had PTSD and I've had to have treatment with EMDR. Um, you know, I've gone through massive pains and depression and, 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 and lack of money because of what happened to my son and obviously life, business and all this kind of thing going up. You know, I know I was in a really crap place, right? So I feel like I've got a, a good place to come from, yeah? Yeah. Um, a really good – in fact, you know, I could say – I mean, I'm literally there. I know it's controversial, but I've been there. Like proper, you know, deep depression, mm-hmm. you know, with PTSD and everything. No, we're not talking just normal depression. It was really bad. It's documented. It's out there. And, and the, the reality is that I still went into that environment of training um, and I felt it helped me, yeah? And did it help me at the time? You know, no. It helped me a little bit during the end and at the end, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the connectivity, being with people really helped me. The only danger is, is when people go to these sort of events, they have sheer highs. Uh, and after sheer highs, there's sheer lows. So if you're one of these people that have suffered like that, and I was one of them, you know, it's very dangerous to do that. But I kind of self, I, I kind of, um, uh, what's the word? I self-cured myself to some degree. Um, I didn't, I, I, I went to hypnotherapy. I went through bloody psychotherapist. I went with depression tablets, all sorts. I've gone the whole lot, literally. Um, but what I mean by I help cure myself is when I felt low after going to these sort of places, I actually kind of like allowed myself to be honest with my situation. Yeah. So people on social media knew who I was, why I was doing this, my reason why was my son. And every time I felt crap, I just reignited that reason why. Yeah. So I just thought of my son. Trapped, blind, deaf, spastic, cerebral palsy, non-verbal, born healthy, just made mm. completely inexistently, you know, literally left with just taste. And I just, one vision of him um, when he was when he was made that way, you know, his whole body being contorted and muscles where you wouldn't think there was muscles twitching and grimacing, grimacing yeah, yeah. his face. Yeah. You know, one thing, and to think that boy fought on no matter what that one that one image would torture me but also give me the uh, the strength 
to move strength. forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got a very so like, strong you know, there. That was my thing moving forward. Do you know what I mean? Now, other people might not have that. You know, they might not have had that. But I can't blame it on someone else. I had to, I had to dig deep myself to get back up. But it wasn't the training. You know, it wasn't the training from these people. You know, they're, 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 they're a business just like any other. The university, a university is a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and people come away from university with like 40, 50, 60, 80 grand worth of debt, you know, and there's no question about it. I'm not saying, you know, some universities actually, the qualifications are worth shit. So, so, so I can imagine people listening to this and saying, um, yeah, well, where's the qualifications on property? But, you know, and, and there's also, you know, this talk about it needs to be regulated, et cetera. Yeah, it's true. It needs some sort of regulation. That's very difficult because there's so many different areas of business, businesses out there and training courses out there. We're in a bubble of property. Mm. It's it's in speaking. It's in um, bloody NLP. You know, it's it's in it's in um, mindset groups. It's in MLM stuff. You know, I mean, seriously. It's in universities where there's, there's, there's games like this. And it's like, you know, um, it's no way I see it. It's kind of, I, I don't see how they can truly, you know, truly kind of like regulate it. You know, because if, as far as what I'm concerned, if they regulate it here, they have to regulate it everywhere because the training's it's happening everywhere. Mm. It's happening everywhere. So I just don't get how they can. I think people just need to have some, honesty with themselves yeah and 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 literally need to believe that you know if it sounds too good to be true it is and whatever you read and listening go in uh, and and be careful not to um fall into the sort of like massive funnels deep funnels etc um but but go in with a positive mind and a happy mind and come out of it not feeling pressured and and get what you need to get now if you are pressured that's the first sign of like, right, get get me out of here. Yeah. Get the hell I mean, simple as that. Uh, I don't think people pressure now, but if they do, then that's a good sign to tell you to just write, uh, leave now, you know. But I can't blame all the trainers. I, can't, I just can't. I'm just too real. I'm too much of a realist. You know, I just think it's, uh, yes, I see things that I don't personally agree with. Um, but... And there is a but, I hate to say it, James, but the reality is like, you know, if someone said to you, James, right, okay, um, you're going to start property. Actually, you picked my brains a lot when you were starting property, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if I said to you straight then, right at the beginning, James, this is going to be really hard. It's shit. It's not making, it's going to make anything for you. But if I was just like pure, like negative, you'd never really start. Yeah, and I'd be lying to you. There's balances. It's. I, I was very honest with you anyway. I said it is going to be hard. Mm. It is tricky. You know, there was a lot of fake gurus out there. You even noticed them already, which is quite yeah, funny, yeah. actually. The I same mean, one. weekly I'm seeing somebody who's shocked someone, and I'm speaking to someone who's saying, you know, this guy's done me out of this. This guy's not really what he seems. He it's, is. It's, it's upsetting. People you trust. People you trust. I've gone into like you know networks with people you trust and they just screw you yeah literally literally they screw you they'll nick your ideas they go i have people contacting me recently saying blah blah, blah we heard this this and this you know they copied your idea on this they're, they're, like they're, i just kind of think good on them go on your way shoo 
<laughs> Crack on. If you're going to be that way, you've lost someone honourable and a really good friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I truly believe in karma. Um, so I kind of like, you know, I, I just can't pass. I do wear my heart on my sleeve, so I do get upset. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But I'm almost like, well, well, what can you do? You know, it's the way it is. Uh, you've been screwed over before. In, in, in business, in life, and everything like that. It, it happens, unfortunately. Mm. Not that it's right. It's scary when it's people you trust. That's the hard thing. Um, it's worse when it's people you trust and pay a lot of money to, you know, because it's like, well, that's physically helped hurt me and my family. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I mean, I've heard of one recently as well, um, probably the one you're thinking about. Um, it's just, like, taken a good chunk of money from another person we know who's a really great guy. Well, I mean, you know? I, I myself, I remember when I was speaking to you, I said I lost £65,000 on my first project for a dodgy builder who was supposed to be a so-called friend. And, you know, for me, that was really painful. But I was thinking on the flip side, I'm thinking I could recover from it because I had other means to go to to get an investor involved or get some more funds. But had that been little old Doris down the road and he's ripped half her house open and yeah. she has got no money to, to kind of sort this out and recover from this this fuck up, what yeah. would she do? You know, it's I started putting myself in positions of imagining what if somebody else had lost that kind of money. And don't get me wrong, it pains yeah. me. It pains me to the gut today still because I think you. you know. But let but, me tell you something. That's very common. That's very normal. Yeah, builders builders would tend to overrun things or take on other jobs and so on. If I added up the delays that I had and so on, you know, it would have been, you know, you know, it comes into money as well. Mm. You know what I mean? Thousands and thousands, you know, it's kind of, so you kind of like, you've got to factor that in, in, yeah. in projects. So, you know, your project price might be the good one. Cause it was a mate sounded good, but in reality, that's 60 grand loss. The way I would start thinking about it for me to comprehend it would be like, I went with a decent builder and he charged me 60 grand more. I've got the job done. It's well, you done. know you know what I've gone with now? I'm, I'm looking at that 60 grand as a very expensive education. You know? oh, of and course. Now yeah. I've gone through a complete new build from ground up. And now I think to myself, the skills that I've learned over the last 12 months, there isn't a builder out there could, that could feed me a load of shit now. You know, no, maybe, no, no. maybe but, before. But you've just spent 60 grand. On an education. You, you, you got a project. Yeah. You got a project. And do you remember what I said about the only way you really learn is by doing it? Yeah. Well, then, you know, there's people that spent over that 60 grand in training. But And I'm and on the flip side, I'm very lucky because it was the London market. It kind of grew during the time. So I didn't really actually make a loss. If anything, I made a hell of a lot more than I thought I was going to make. But to comprehend it to myself and to deal with that pain, yeah, I just say to, to myself, that. that was 60 grand spent on a very worthwhile education of getting to know how builders are and how I need to deal with them moving forward. See, that, that, that result can help you. I don't know if it, I don't know circumstances with your friend, but it can help you forgive. Mm. But because you've got out of it, you haven't. In theory, you got you were more than what you were expecting. Blah blah blah, etc. Stressful, but you'll never freaking forget it. No, it no, will never. stick with you, man. And you, you know what the worst thing it. is, Mike? Had he just stuck with the project, he had a percentage share at the end. So if it went over a certain amount, he would have got way more than that. And then I'm just thinking just... to myself, well, up yours now, because it's kind of worked in my favour. Like you say, Karma had a funny way of coming back round and biting him in his ass because he must be sitting there thinking, if I'd sawn this through, I would have got so much yeah, more yeah, out yeah. of it. Yeah, exactly. And and this is the thing. It's um, it's this the way it goes. And it's like, that can happen with partnerships where people steal ideas and things like that. You know, they're going, you know, it's it, it, 
like let them be whatever will be will be you know we've had it we've had it in the past in in, in a commercial building where we've like literally had someone we really you know really close we we, we talked from nothing literally the whole my you used to say to my my dad he was like a, a father to him this has been when i was younger by the way mm-hmm. um and this person literally robbed a business of us like literally robbed wow. the whole business of us um and like my dad lost like hundreds of thousands literally um, oh, I and, think I remember you talking to me about this, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, whoa, yeah. whoa. And the way they did it was very clever, yeah. very clever. Um, um, uh, but this is the thing. You can trust people. And there's people – and they, that was that was number one big lesson to me whilst I was growing up. Uh, and it, it shook me. It threw me. Mm. I thought, my God, these people smile. Look at you. And like you cut, they come, like literally these guys they came from a, a Kurdish, um, and they come from this country. Not it's not a re, any any re, a relation to ethnicity. I'm just saying they came to this country with nothing. Um, they were looking for to help them literally, and and and, and they, they owning cars, houses, that kind of thing. But that helped them, and that's what they do. Yeah. That's what happened yeah. in that situation. And it's like greed, the greed. And it was like, why? But some people just take advantage. When they see an opportunity, they take advantage. And the opportunity for them was when the original landlord, who was a friend of my dad, because it was a leasehold property we lost, a business that we lost, died. And he, this, this lad had a friend who was um, the son-in-law who actually inherited it somehow. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if they actually had a, a child himself or whatever, but the son-in-law inherited it, and these two, you know, plotted, and, and we lost the leasehold, which was like one hundred and sixty thousand wow. pounds plus refurbished costs that we spent on it. But my point is that uh, that that happened literally. Um, a long story, but you know, that's for us as well. But the fact that people didn't even do that um, was crazy. Mm-hmm. We could have got to court, but reality was, you know. You would have spent so much more at court, yeah. Oh yeah, the cost and time and like that is could, could could be you could have ended up going down there because the way they they have this 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 uh, this planned out, we didn't. Um, they pretty much had everything in their favour, so we could have you know logically it made no sense why we would like you know spend so much money on a property, uh, you know fix it up, put someone in, you know blah blah. But uh, you know they had it all planned. Long story to go through, but it was it was shocking. It threw us, mm. and then there's the, like there's times now when you like you know just a, a joint venture with someone in an idea, and then they just like disappear and they start doing a similar thing. You know, it's like you you start learning. You're thinking, wow, these people were like you know I trusted. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And it's like I, yeah, I had people contacting me thinking, oh my god, how how low, how low, you know what I mean? And yet during that time, I could have done many many things. For myself, instead of wasting my time with this thing. But like I said, the, the, the one thing you learn about all this life, you've got to your gut, right? And sometimes your gut can be wrong, but generally it's quite spot on. And, and just got to use a little bit of common sense. And like, you know, you could have easily gone into depression at the point when the builder went, thinking 60 grand down, blah, blah, blah. And then... And then not, you know, got through it. You know, yeah. you clawed more money out of different ways to kind of like get it past the deadline. I think the you only, I mean? the only reason the why end. I didn't, Mike, is because having the right mindset, having gone through 
what I think when you lose a business, which you class, you know, my business, yeah. I always say to my wife, I said, that was my first baby before I met you or I had children. So it was, it was precious to me. When you lose something like that, then you're at rock bottom. I think you develop this mindset. And every time you come, come up against a disaster or a brick wheel, that mindset kicks in and you're like, right, I can go down two roads. I can go down the road of depression where I'm going to sit in the pub for the rest of the week, getting drunk and thinking about it. Or this yeah. mindset's going to kick in and I'm going to try and find different avenues to overcome it. And yeah, I could have very easily have got depressed. And there were times when I walk around thinking, I want to do this to him. I want to do this to him. I want to find him. And I realized very early on, the guy's got, you know, loads of CCJs against him. It's, forget it. I'm just going to be, you know, pissing in the wind and losing shit loads of money. So develop yeah. the right mindset, move on and just, and, and I think karma kicked in, you know, he's, he would have had a bigger share and it's worked out in my favor. And, and at the end of it, I'm smiling. Exactly. There you go. So, I mean, sometimes karma doesn't work. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen. But you don't know. Mm. You don't know. You don't know what's going on in their lives now. You know what I mean? Yeah. The main thing is, like, as long as you're calm yeah. and you can move on, forget the karma, as long as you're calm and you can move on, mm. and not, you're not fretting of what happened and wheeling in it and, and feeling resentment and, and anger and, 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 and you just want you know, that's what eats away at you. That's what kills you. When my son was made disabled, yeah. he was born healthy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, people are like, how do, you, how do you cope? Your son's been made blind, deaf, spastic, cerebral palsy, non-verbal, you know, totally deaf, you know, like, what's it got? You know, um, taste left. And it, it, it really hurt, man. It really oh, hurt. Oh, no, yeah, I remember but, talking to you about it, mate. Yeah. But I knew I had to, I had to forgive. Mm. And, and I'm not talking the whole... The, the whole religious forgiveness i'm talking i had to forgive accept it's kind of like it's happened and my son can still have an amazing life with me and the family around him mm-hmm. and and you know he he was young when this happened but you know he won't know much more now you know what i mean yeah yeah he's born healthy but it wasn't long after birth you know and I truly believe that no, they didn't do that on purpose. You know, some people out there in, in the in the training world that you're talking about with this subject, you know, they go out to do it on purpose sometimes. Mm. And there's some that don't go out on purpose. They get stuck in the rut. They they borrow some. Then something that happens, like you you've borrowed some money. The builder messes you up sixty grand. Shit, your whole thing's gonna fall apart. That five hundred thousand pound property is gonna just you're gonna go bankrupt with that. What do I do? I'll borrow off of me. Yeah. And then that, it goes into it, and another builder messes you up, and then your mate's money's gone. Then you're the asshole. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And then, and this is the spiral. The problem is, is when people start growing massively, like massively too quickly, is they find themselves having to go down those different roads, um, and then almost becomes like you know can become almost Ponzi-like. Yeah. So, you know, they'll say it's going on this deal, and it's not. It's just funding losses or whatever. Uh, you know, and um, that's the, where the danger comes from. So some people that can start off genuine aren't, but there's people we definitely know that are corrupt as hell right from day one, right from day one. And they're, they're out there, and unfortunately people, you know, fall for them. Mm. They fall for them. They buy into their, their BS, um, their charm. Uh, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's scary. Yeah, you know, what, it's, it's, uh, sorry, what, go on. what would your like? I've been on a few, few kind of day. I went on a HMO training day the other day, 
with one of the guys that do really good HMOs. And I met some young chaps there that had kind of invested in training courses. And it, yeah, it was a it was a Samuel Leeds one. And, you know, he was kind of like, oh, I, I felt it was great. But when I went into the in-depth one, it wasn't that great because I was learning all the stuff that I'd already been taught. What would yeah. your advice be to someone who, say, 19, 20, going fresh into property, they've got a source, they've got some funds from their parents. In terms of training, what would you say to them? First of all, when, again, uh, people like might knock me for this, um, but I mean, I, I mean, if I, any trainer, I'll aim Samuel Leeds. You know, a lot of training will give you, and is it actually how all training's done? Even in like a, uh, for instance, if you're at college and you do a course on, I don't know, marketing, they'll give you the basics of marketing. Mm-hmm. When you go to university and you do a, a course on, on marketing, they'll go through the basics of marketing again because some people haven't even gone to college. They've gone to, they're coming from a different angle. Do you know what I mean? They might have come from media studies. Mm-hmm. So, so there's always an overrun at the beginning and it'd be wrong not to do it, you know? And uh, because, you've number one, people forget. Number two, you've got to go over things again. Um, but if it's drawn out and dragged down and it's the same, it's exactly the same, then that's dodgy. Um, you know, but the key thing for me is is actually in the training is the network, is the people around you and the quality of that. Now, if these people are just getting tens and thousands, you know, thousands of people in a year just to make loads of money and it's a, a low-quality type of person that's not really – you know, they're just buying into the complete passive income kind of thing and it's kind of like they're in, deluded, um, then that's that's a really scary pool of newbies uh, where they can get all hyped up amongst each other. And that's dangerous. Mm. That's dangerous because they, they can all jump into different funnels of, of buying this and buying that. Now, I don't think Samuel is, uh, uh, and as you mentioned his name, I don't think he is... Um, I think he's created something that does work because there's been too many people saying it's worked. Yeah. You know, there's been too many people saying it's worked. Now I think he's been pushed into the whole thing of training where they, there is like, right, we put this up, we've got this event cost. We've got these staff costs. We need to get targets in. Mm. We need to get sales. So these people come in as salespeople and there's targets to convert a certain amount. Now this is the this is what happens in all businesses actually, and it can be it's just not just property. That's what I'm saying. We're in a bubble now, mm. and we're thinking of this one person because of this tragedy that happened. But this is happens in all businesses. It happened with EW. You mm. know, they go to America. They bought their, their you know, and Americans have really strict guidelines with the diesel, uh, uh, you know, the converters and stuff like that. And they ended up like manipulating the system, you know, to make it compliant with American. Uh, you know, uh, compliance. So that ended up being that big controversy with the uh, emissions test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the reality is they're a great company. They create great, great products, but the pressures and the targets, they put all their investment, they started, they grew. And I, I'm not making excuses for trainers, um, you know, and I, I'm just, I can see, like I said, I'm, one thing I am is I'm a realist. Even when I've lost money to trainers, say, for instance, say I've gone and done property training, uh, I would never blame people on my choice of going to training. Yeah. Again, it's like that lesson with your builder. And I've had that similar lesson as well. Um, but you, I think there's learnings there that we need to be grown up about it. We need to be, we've got to be own up 
Yeah, we've got to own up. Now, where is the responsibility, the responsibility of the trainer is where possible put ring fence areas where they can truly ask the right questions to filter people through. That's the responsibility. Yeah. You, yeah. Can't, you can't prevent things. And I can't speak for these trainers and whether they're doing that. Now, I know some aren't and some, you know, I, like I said, some will just push, push, push. Some promote pushing, you know, XX amount in so many days, um, you know, this and this challenge, whatever. Some people promote it and it, it can create an atmosphere of like, well, number one, it can make people like great because maybe they get somewhere with it. But the danger of it is, and I've seen it in many areas, is you can make people feel shit as well. Yeah, of course. When they haven't accomplished that. So they feel like, they feel like, oh, I need this now. So, you know, being positive and, 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 and sharing all these wins and that of one or two, you know, members of, of, of the audience or whatever, or like, you know, that applied and have gone to the course um, can actually make the 99% feel like shit. Uh, and, and that's that's almost the fuel that gets them into the courses. Yeah, yeah. And right. these people that feel like crap, if they don't make anything of it, that's a compound effect of feeling like crap. Mm. So, you know, they've been made to feel crap because this person that started with nothing and was like, you know, um, you know, bloody living off the street was a tramp. There's a big backstory, whatever. You know, now they're like got 20 houses in one year and uh, and, and they're, 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 they're everywhere. Um, you know, and they're famous and all this kind of thing. Like, you think, shit, why, if he can do it, why can't I do it? Or if she can do it, why can't I do it? Um, but there's a danger of how that makes people feel, you know? Um, but that's, again, not entirely the trainer's fault. That's our own feelings and how we can... But the trainer, if a trainer's been a good, a good teacher, they would see that and they would know that feeling you know, they would know that feeling. They would know it because they would hear it. People, because, you know, people would say, ah, oh, really bad. I'll tell you why I know, because actually I remember a guy, I won't mention his name, about two years ago, he phoned me up. And I was like, you know, two years into my property journey. Um, and he was like, oh, my, I love what you're doing. I think you're amazing, blah, 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 all this kind of thing. Love what you got. I think you're amazing. And I'm like, okay, that's nice. Heads, heads like blowing up now yeah you know um <laughs> but you know i've got this goal i want to get to 200 houses in two years or whatever it was something stupid crazy and i said to him straight i said mate you're deluded and i was he was like taken back i said this because he phoned me up um and he was taken back and i said look you've got to be careful there's a lot of hype out there there's a lot of people that are out there ready to take your money um and and the genuine ones as well yeah but they might be genuine and not and not play with your money properly or carefully mm. see the thing is if it's your own money you're more careful mm. if it's someone else's money most people aren't that careful yeah it's easier to spend you know? somebody else's money than your own yeah isn't it? yeah yeah exactly um so you know or even if it's friends or family you're more careful mm. right but you know generally even if you are really more careful and you love the person, you don't care. You don't want. You don't, you don't want. You don't want to lose their trust. You don't want to lose that friendship. Um, and, and you, do, you don't. Want, you, do, you know. You don't want it to go downhill. And you really care for them. Even then, the back of your head, you won't care as much as you would care 
for your own family because the value of it is not something you've earned. You know, it's been something you've been given. Yeah. And that person's earned it. You know, like I, 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 I was a J, I was a, one JV I've done with my mate uh, Dave, and the builder messed us about. Yeah, the builder messed us about, and I went in there, and the deal was obviously, um, I found the deal it was a really great deal by the way, we got all our money out. But um, but the point was, uh, he started messing us about, and I didn't want that to go downhill, right? Builder left, and I, I went in there, and I went hands dirty down the ground, like like you know, putting bloody getting rid of wood rot and, you know, we've other experts as well, but get putting big woods in, painting, the, the, in the whole lot, you know, went in there because I cared enough. Yeah. And and you know what? I could have gone in and, and not cared because my money wasn't in it. But I got his money out, my money out, and we're making money on it. You know what I mean? Now. So my point is I wasn't initially going to put money in because it was such one of those, those deals that it was like, you know, he wants to come in with me. He didn't have to, but he wanted to come in with me. So, you know, I said, well, do it that way. And when we refurbish, we can do it 50 50, which is what we did. But because of this builder, I ended up putting my money in as well. So mm-hmm. we almost put a similar amount of money in and we got it all out. My point is that, you know, I cared enough for that. I could have, I could have like said, well, I can't put any more money in. I've got other deals I've got to do on. Um, and that, that particular SV, SVP. Uh, SPV, sorry, um, could have failed, for instance, yeah? But that would have been dumb. It would be like cutting your nose to spite your face yeah. because of the situation, because of this builder, you know? But I cared. I don't want people to ever, you know, lose money, and, and that's the point. So everything else I've done is myself, all on my own, um, and I've used bridging and crowdfunding and that kind of thing. But it's scary when you're using other people's money. It's really scary, you know, but because it got that scary and things you can pre- can't predict can happen, sometimes you just got to get in and do what you can to make it. And one of the ways I could do was getting in and dirty, yeah. you know, and, and doing the work, which is, I know what you did as well, isn't it? Well, yeah, my, uh, <laughs> on our build, our builder was fantastic, but a month before he was due to finish, uh, he went bankrupt. I mean, he was forced into bankruptcy because it was a yeah. knock on effect previous job. He didn't get paid a large sum of money. One of the big trade houses, uh, I think it was Juicens or something, forced him into bankruptcy. So, yeah, he was made right. bankrupt a month before he was due to finish. So he left site. And, you know, the place is 85% finished. It's only because I've got skills that, you know, that are transferable from the sign industry that I could get in and do bits. But I yeah. spent I spent three weeks there, 14 hours a day on my own thinking, I've got to get this done, I've got to get this done, I've got to get this yeah. done. Because if I didn't, there was so much more at stake. Yeah. Um, and I think it's right where you say when it's your own money, your mindset is totally different. But for me, I had a, I've had a few investors along the way on this one because, like, I mean, I ran out of funds. So yeah, and they're family and friends, and it's just I've I've treated their money as if it was my own. You know, I yeah, don't want there to be yeah. any fuck ups because um, I don't know how I'd be able to stare them in the face later on down the line. Exactly. But then that, that's. Uh, you know, I'm sure people that are dodgy claim to be inte- have integrity, you know, but uh, that's because we have integrity. Mm. Yeah. There's some people are very good at not having that. I'm not caring. It's like, well, it's a business venture and that's business. It's not personal mm. and just walk away. You know, uh, I've heard of a couple of situations recently where that's, ha- that's happened. You know, the person seems to just like, you know, just walk away from it and left the person in it. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking, well, 
actually you're crazy because actually if you stuck together, like truly stick together through the mud, you can actually gain from this. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and walking away doesn't 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 solve it. You know, the the, the knock on effect of walking away is, you know let's say it affects that person like financially or, you know, mentally or whatever. Um, you think that person and the stories behind your back and the stigma you're going to get on mm. your name is not going to stick and, and, and spread. Mm. You know, I mean, there's people I know that have lost lots of money and some you could, you could say that guy got really was unlucky. The whole company, the construction company went bust on his projects. There's no way he could have done anything about it. And his investors and everyone will be upset and gutted, but they'll be like, well, what could he do? Yeah. And then there's others that just... Know how um, do it. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They do it a different way, you know, and it's like he, he, they have got control, but they choose to walk away. Some are coward, cowards, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. They, don't, they don't face it head on. You know I mean? But each to their own, you can't, you know, judge people for that even. You know, you just can't. Yeah. It's, it's it's tricky to judge people because everyone's got their own everyone's got their own threshold you know what i mean that they're going to work to yeah but the one thing i it's it's kind of why i even have my own limited beliefs about working with lots of people you know because of this sort of situation i think it's quite dangerous to to spread yourself out there too thin yes you can grow and yes, they say fifty percent is better than fifty percent of nothing, mm. you know. Um, but at the same time, you're getting fifty percent compound with each joint venture of headaches, yeah, and potential variable problems, you know, and 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 disagreements, and uh, their lives and how they can affect you. One person um, I know recently, her partner, business partner, not you know the other kind of partner died now what wranglings does that cause you know in a in a a build wow when the estate take over Mm. you know that that person doesn't have the control if you you know you think you'd have so like you you're marrying into so many levels nothing wrong with doing that i'm really up for jvs and stuff like that it makes sense you've got to be really good mates you know, there's certain people I JV with, and there's you know I JV with you. We've talked, we've done business together now. You know, um, obviously it's a different type of business. I'm doing your marketing, but my point is, it's a different thing. I I I know what you've gone through. I yeah. trust you. I, I would never want to hurt your plan, and I feel the same for me. Yeah. Now, I know I know that there are people out there that really don't give a crap about me, mm. or you for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. And even your mate didn't. Your friend might have gone bankrupt, but he could have come in and helped with his skills. Yeah, of course. So you wouldn't go bankrupt. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I came in my deal to help with my skills so the deal wouldn't go down. He could have come in. He could have come in and still helped you along the way. The problem is when it's left at that stage, you've got to get a sign-off. And getting sign-off by other companies, they charge you more. Mm. to get sign-off because they don't know what's been done and all this kind of thing. It's a good moneymaker for them. No, yeah, nobody you know, wants like... to touch you when it's when it's right at that stage I tried because I'm very yeah. much, I thought, you know, my time would be better spent doing something else. Let me get a builder in. I had four builders around. Nobody wanted to touch it. Yeah, you know, and, and that's it was, bad. It just came down to me 
Google and YouTube and I had to just get it done. And I'm, I'm really, you know, I'm really, really happy. And when you get a comment from your tenant who turns around and say, only moved in yesterday to turn around and say, this is the best house we've ever lived in, it's the nice. best house we've ever found. And you've obviously thought, you've gone through the whole process of how someone's going to live in this when you've built it. And I said to her, I said, listen, I've spoken to these four walls here. You know, there's been times where I sat here <laughs> on the floor thinking, I'm not going to get this finished. You know, <laughs> I've got so much line, relying on it. But you're right. Yeah, sometimes people do like but to But that's your piss. signature now. Yeah. That's yeah. your signature. I've seen the video you've done on it. It's a great product. Yeah. That has got blood, sweat and tears. That's your story. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's your story. That's. I mean, you're telling it now and it makes you, mm. you know, and wh- whether, whether I like it or not, and people talk about all oh, these people on stage when they give them a sob story. Well, sometimes some things are, are real stories. Yeah. I know when the people go up on stage and they do the, you know, when I was one years old, my dog died, and they're like 50 years old now, and they're doing crocodile tears on stage. Um, I get it. I get it. This whole, but some people who actually have had a massive why and a bloody rocket fuel up their ass, literally, they zoop them forward because of major situations like what happened to my son, being made mm. severely disabled. I would not have gotten into property otherwise. Property yeah. could make me go bust one day. You know, it could make me, you know, totally financially free. You know, the point is no guarantees. There's no, you know, we, we're only all trying like business. Yeah. You have a business that's working a hundred grand in the month, you know, millions of pounds of prop business. Uh, you know, it was working. You had all these mm. big clients, Red Bull. Uh, I remember um, Guinness. You had yeah. loads right? You had loads of great clients. Yeah. And then you look at these other companies like Toys R Us and then you look at like, you know, Debenhams and, you know, all these big companies yeah. and like they're making money, but it, it just takes, you know, the rug taking under your feet or something coming at the wrong time in or, the, you know, it can happen to anyone. So when you get these people in these specific groups massively slaying certain groups and companies i kind of think well you're not a realist yeah you got to go through it you got to live it you've got to go through it there's a lot i believe in uh, what they're saying and agree with don't get me wrong i agree with it you know there's youtube channels on this sort of stuff as well and i agree with it there's a great one called coffee zilla an american one Mm um and uh and 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 there's there's um there's some really, you know, really great pointers that are very true. And, and, and unless you're brainwashed, you say it's not true. No, that's lies. It's not true. Of course it's true. But there's a fine line on these things, mm. right? There's a fine line. These people are serving and they're getting paid for serving. Some people don't feel served. Some people use and abuse and just want refunds and just want freebies. You know, there's, a, there's many layers some people are, are, have been caught up in it at the wrong stage in their life uh, through depression, etc. But for some of those, it's helped, like me. For some, some of them, it's pushed them over the edge because they've gone to high P events that have gone very anti-hike the next day and the weeks following, and the, you know they don't know where to begin. And the only way to begin is a to to the to the event organizer buy into this mastermind or course. That's the only way. But I think the true way you should be doing things personally is you just share what you got mm. people want to come part be part of it fair enough 
But the manipulation, all that, by now, I was very tired in my life. By now, I was extremely exhausted with my depressing uh, situation. By now, and using NLP and dropping the word by now, so people buy now, you know, or hinting something was like £50,000 and doing a stack of cost of things. I spoke at Expert Empires and, like, you know, you saw these people with stacks. Um, and fair enough that they believe that, but I actually showed a real stack and I did it at the sort of bottom price I would do with all the bonuses. And then it was this price. Yeah. It was the bottom price I would do it at. And that was my stack. So I didn't even do it the average price. I did it the low price uh, that I'd do it at. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and the, the point was, um, you know, sometimes people will only buy into the people that got the bigger the bigger dreams. Mm. They might not believe you if you're a decent price. Yeah. Sometimes you're too cheap and it's just a... Sometimes you're too cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so the, there's, there's, this is where it becomes our fault as people coming into these trainings. We cannot blame them. Mm. We've almost created a situation where we needed that expensive stack and we needed to believe in that because actually, you know, deep down, there's no easy way out of your pain or your situation where you want to get financial freedom. Mm. But you also know if it was just 200 quid to get our financial freedom, that's bullshit. Yeah. But you know, somehow if they said it's 20 grand, well, it's really hard and I can do it. I really want to do it. I'll find the money. I'll do it. It's going to give me financial freedom. You know what I mean? In your head, you make it right. So much money can give me so much value. Yeah. That's not always the case. Yeah. So it's psychology. Again, the numbers are part of it. Yeah. You know, there's a balance. Mm-hmm. You could, there's a few thousand pounds, your time and effort, creating courses takes time, putting events together. All this is money. So when people say, oh, nothing's not worth it, you can talk for free on the internet, that's bullshit because each person's different and each the way you sell things are different. You know what I mean? Mm. But, yeah, um, in terms of trainers, yes, there's some dodgy ones out there, um, but I truly am not massively against them, if I'm being honest with you. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's just we've got to have a responsibility uh, uh, um, going into these things and we've got, we can learn from everything as far as I'm concerned good and bad um, but yeah well I think on that note Mike I think me and you could talk for hours you know every I time know. we meet we can just stand and talk I for hours I think my kids coming up now yeah, yeah I can alive. hear mine as well but yeah. just wanted to say <laughs> lastly Mike you know just a, a self plug for yourself you were mentioning about the marketing where can people find you if they want yeah. to speak to you about because I know you do some amazing stuff with funnels you don't shout about it enough and I know me and you are going to, we're, we're doing some work together, but if somebody wants to find out what you do or just hit you up and, and yeah. contact you for some advice, how can they get in touch and find you? Uh, Facebook's difficult because I'm always rammed up, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn's one way. I, I don't use it enough. If I'm being honest with you, it's terrible what I know. Mm-hmm. I'm just busy in work. Um, you could go to book.effusive.com marketing.com that's my company name yeah um or you could literally just uh uh drop me a message and i'll still get it even through facebook or my page or whatever um but yeah uh, the book you can book an, an appointment with me if you wanted through that book.effusive marketing oh, yeah. or you can go to uh, com. um but that's going to have an update soon so i can't guarantee that's going to be um fully live it's live now but it's going to have an update by the time this comes out yeah but yeah well, I'm sure um, everyone will agree they got great value from that. I personally get great value every time I speak to you, Mike. But uh, Thank you, mate. yeah, no, well, thanks for coming on, mate. I've always wanted to uh, get you on a podcast because I think you've got a lot of information to share. And thanks for all those golden nuggets there. I'm sure 
somebody will take away something and it's really going to help them. Cheers. I appreciate it, James. Thanks again, mate. And thank you for your new podcast. I think it's fantastic. Oh, cheers, buddy. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the J2 Hub podcast with James Sahota. If you like the podcast, feel free to subscribe so you never miss another podcast from James. And if you got value from this podcast, do take the time to leave us a review on iTunes or wherever else you consume your podcast content from. And remember, you're never too late to become something you truly want to become.